Welcome to Getting Work to Work, a weekly podcast exploring the creative and curious world of work through monologues and conversations with creative entrepreneurs, storytellers, and change makers. Do you have a creative dream, but aren't sure it's the right time or even how to do the work? Inspired by a talk in 2017 at Creative Mornings Portland, today's guest started dreaming of a creative life built upon her interests. And four years later, she launched her YouTube channel, Christina Land. Christina Martin is a YouTube content creator. And in this conversation, she shares how getting sick during the pandemic led to watching a lot of YouTube and figuring out all she had to do to create her own show, reviewing dolls and toys. We talk about seeing herself in new ways, embracing the technical aspects of production and editing, strategically planning reviews to coincide with film launches, and why she wouldn't travel back in time to give herself advice. Oh, and just in case you were wondering, I'm Christina's husband. We are recording at our kitchen table, and Cosmo the Wonder Pug makes a ton of noise throughout the episode. Show notes and links to all the good stuff mentioned in this episode can be found at gwtw.co slash 748. Well, Christina, welcome to Getting Work to Work. It's kind of weird because you've been here since the beginning of the show, but you've never been on the show. So welcome. Thanks. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. How to... uh, thanks. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yes, use your NPR voice. Thanks. It's nice being here. Kind of strange. <laughs> Why is it strange? I don't know. I never thought I'd be on your podcast. So there's that. Well, you know, a question is coming. Yes. And I am curious what you are endlessly curious about. Okay. So I thought about this for a while and my answer changed a few months or not months. It hasn't been that long. My answer changed a few weeks ago, but I think it's back to the original answer, which is probably myopic, but oh well. I am endlessly curious about myself, actually. <laughs> Just, I guess, trying to see the, all right, my brain is not here. I didn't have much sleep. I mean, I know that's not an uncommon thing for us both, but <laughs> my brain is not here. But just so I can't think of words. So excuse me. But just like thinking of the range of possibilities for me, what, you know, that I think a few years ago, like I thought I can't really do much. There's nothing I can do. I'm only stuck to one, one thing I can do or a couple things I can do and that's it. So now I'm trying to think, no, there's, I, there's many things I can do. There's a range of possibilities. I guess curious about myself, like what I can do, what are my talents? What can I do with them? That there's more possibilities to me than I thought, than I was either told as a kid or a young adult or that what I thought as a young, not a young adult, because I think it was in my later 20s that I'm like, ah, I don't know what to do. Like, there's only a few things I can do. I don't know. Right. What kicked this curiosity off for you? You know, honestly, I've been thinking about it. And even though it's been years um, and I don't remember <laughs> her name, even though we have a book of hers and a demon plushie, that one. Lucy Bellwood. Go you. I wow. think that's her name. Again, it's been years and I don't have the best memory at times. Sometimes I have an awesome memory, but other times I'm like, meh. So I believe she is the same lady who is the pirate or mm -hmm. not pirate. <laughs> 
she's not a pirate. Sorry, Lucy Bellwood's not a pirate. <laughs> um, she is the same. All right, I'm trying to be. She drew pirate ships. She drew pirate ships, and she was a ship's. She was on a ship. Mm-hmm. She was a ship's. I don't know what the term was, but she was, she was a ship person. Yeah. She was on a ship. Well, anyway, in the creative morning session, she talked about find your passions and do something with that. Make your own job, basically. Make your own line of work. And I remember at that time, like, because she had a Venn diagram. She said, do a Venn diagram over you like. So I did toys. I did books. I think I did movies. Um, I think I have it somewhere, but, you know, I don't know where. <laughs> it could be anywhere. So things like that, like, and I'm thinking, how could that actually, but at the time after I did that, like, yeah, I could do something with that. But then thinking, you know, could I, no, that's weird. I can't do anything with that. But honestly, I think it kind of, that sparked something. I think that's pretty awesome because I remember you were very motivated, not motivated, but you were very just like hit by inspiration in that moment. Mm -hmm. Cause I remember I think that was the first time I think that I really saw you get excited about something. Should we mention that I'm your wife in case people are like, why do they have this like crazy close relationship? <laughs> no, I'll put okay. it in the intro. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. yes, that's, that's our dog sniffing into the microphone. too. Yeah. He, he likes to be on our lap. Oh, he's a good boy. <laughs> He's very needy. He's a pug. We should, if you want we a needy get dog, little headphones for him. Oh my gosh, wouldn't that be adorable, Cosmo? He's fine. Okay, he's licking the stand. Is that okay? Mm-hmm. All right, just make sure he doesn't bite it. Oh, Cosmo. But it was it was really cool to see you light up with something different because as long as I had known you, there were only a handful of options that you really yeah. felt that you could do. <laughs> yeah. Even though I saw much more in you. Which I never did. Like you, mm-hmm. I think throughout the years talked about different possibilities. I'm like, I can't do that because I still, but trying to get a little better, have very black and white thinking at times. Like, all right, I can only do this and this specific thing and that's it. Nothing else. Yeah. Well, in, in that creative mornings, I what was it 2018, 2019. Dude, it was, it was before that. It was a long time. It ago was a then. long time ago. It was, it was before 2016. It was definitely before Whoa. 2016. Cause okay. it was before. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's a long time then from when you got that initial inspiration <laughs> yeah. to starting your YouTube channel. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was before 2016 because, uh, because mm-hmm. we didn't No, You know what? I could be wrong. You know what? I think it was 2016 actually, because how else would I have gone to creative mornings with you? Cause I still worked at the, that full-time job. So you're right. It was, it was either 2016 or 2017, just 2016 through now just all kind of blurs together. <laughs> it, re- it really does. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> no, but you're right. I it, I did create a mornings with you once it had to have been 2016 or 2017 or even 2018. You know, like I said, 2016 through 2023, it's just all uh <laughs> it's a blur. <laughs> it's a blur. And 2020 <laughs> honestly made it all even more blurry. So <laughs> So what, what prompted you then to start a YouTube channel based upon toys and dolls and everything that was in the Venn diagram? 
well, not everything, because I don't do books or movies. Although I think I might every once in a while, even though it's not toy related to my YouTube channel as toys, talk about movies I like, because I try to keep my channel positive and there's movies I really like that no one else seems to. So I think every once in a while, and granted, I do have toys usually based on the movies I like. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I might do that. But what started was that in 2020, uh, as you know, I got really, really sick in uh, the spring or summer of 2020 and started losing weight rapidly, which um, I've always been very curvy and I love to eat. I love to eat. <laughs> going to try to work on that in the new year, but we'll see. But I should because my GI doctor really thinks I should. So, you know, we're going to try. <laughs> we're going to try. Um, and I could barely eat anything, which is also cause for concern because, like I said, I love to eat. I'm all about food. <laughs> <laughs> and so I got really sick. No one knew what was going on. I was very weak. And um, it could be a product of the stuff from the pandemic. I don't know. I try not to say C-O-V-I-D on YouTube because it gets monetized, but probably this is okay to say. You can say COVID. Okay. It might. It probably was some form of COVID, but they weren't mm-hmm. testing people under 65 or 70 back yeah. then. So um, got very sick. They finally discovered it was um, a plethora of different things culminating or ending or something in my gallbladder being removed and that helped a bunch and being on different medication, but it took a while for me to recover from all that. And since I couldn't really do much, all I really could do was read or watch movies or TVs. And at that time I was watching YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Cause sometimes, you know, YouTube is very easy to watch and like sometimes it's 15 minutes or 30 minutes where like, you're like, oh, what kind of TV series do I want to watch? It seems like a really like big chunk of time to commit myself to. Whereas like a 10 or 15 minute YouTube video. All right, I can do that. So I started watching YouTube videos and I would see different reviews on all kinds of different things. Honestly, they'd be movies, um, not generally books, because I usually make up my own line of books pretty easily without needing anyone else to tell me <laughs> what they think of it. Right. And again, I, I like books no one else likes and I don't like books that everyone else mm-hmm. likes. So there you go. But just watching people review toys um, and they were all uh, adult toy collectors, adult doll collectors. Um, and just thinking like, oh, well, I love toys because I do. I've always loved mm-hmm. toys. And then seeing that, hey, it's okay actually to love toys and be an adult. Like until I saw that and until I finally got onto Instagram, I never kind of realized there were so many adults out there who love toys and that it was okay. Like I would always tell myself, it's okay that I like toys. And, um, you know, my friends would know. And eventually people at at, uh, my old job knew because I had toys everywhere in my cubicle. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but sometimes it's embarrassing or you think it's embarrassing because you should be an adult and a like, I don't know, shoes or something like that. Purses. <laughs> Purses make- and makeup. shoes and makeup <laughs> and whatever is a stereotypical woman thing to like. <laughs> but what I love about that message, though, of it's OK to like what you like is I think anyone listening right now, they probably have some hidden likes. So oh, yeah. some hidden things that they feel like they have to push aside. Yeah. And I think that's why I came up with, it's okay to like what you like, because 
um, it is okay to like what you like. Like if it's not hurting anyone and if it makes you happy, that's okay. And you know, the world is, the world is not the greatest place. So if something makes you happy, then latch onto it. If it's not hurting others or yourself, then that's okay. It's one thing to watch a lot of YouTube. It's another thing to get an idea to start your own channel. At what point did you start thinking, I could do this? Well, at the time in 2020, the only doll lines that seemed to have been getting attention, and it's because they were the new doll lines, was from a company called MGA, and it was LOL OMG. Surprise. I have these dolls. I should know what they're called. <laughs> LOL OMG and uh, Rainbow High. And I was thinking, why don't people talk about Barbies <laughs> or Disney? Oh, little did they know. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> or Disney dolls. Like at the time, I think there were still some Disney doll YouTubers. There are definitely a few I, I have known about, but the ones who I was watching more often only seem to be talking about Rainbow High and LOLMG. I'm like, there's other dolls. You know, they should talk about those dolls. And I'm like, well, why don't I do it? Because then, like, I have all these toys. I could unbox it mm -hmm. and make my own review on it. Um, <laughs> unboxing takes a really long time to do, by the way. <laughs> I know perhaps for other people not so much, but, boy, it takes me forever to unbox. So that's, that's the longest part of a video for me. <laughs> that noise would be our pug snorting, by the oh way. <laughs> so I think I didn't quite remember or realize how long it takes to unbox dolls or toys because they take me a long time. But I was thinking like I could do that, especially because I have these toys. Why not also start a YouTube channel and do it? Uh, it just took me a while to do. And what helped me do that is that in 2021, I think it was, you had a program called Unleash. Unlock your creative journey, I think. Unlock your creative journey. And I was kind of like your test pilot or your guinea pig or <laughs> one of them. Yeah. yeah, one of them. <laughs> and it actually helped me because you had a set of goals like, okay, here's the date that do you want to do this? Here's what you need to do to lead up to this. It was some clear and obvious, uh, tangible ways to get to starting the YouTube channel. So unlock your creative journey. It helped you to kind of set a goal, get a deadline in place. But still, there's always that fear. Everyone I talk to, there's two concerns. I don't like the sound of my voice, and I don't like how I appear on camera. And with YouTube, you got both of those, double whammy. I am strange and I don't mind the sound of my voice. <laughs> um, I did as a kid uh, throughout young adulthood, I did either radio drama, like took classes for radio dramas <laughs> or awesome. did and then did acting and singing. So, and I would have to record myself sometimes on a tape because we are old people <laughs> on a cassette tape <laughs> to listen to how my voice sounded. So I know what my voice sounds like. It does sound a little bit different on film or podcasting than how I think it sounds, but I know what it sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> uh, granted, it doesn't sound as young as it used to. I used to have a very young sounding voice. Um, I don't think it sounds quite as young as it used to because it used to sound really young, but 
I'm fine with it. And on camera, you know, I honestly thought about just showing my hands and not showing my face, just showing the toy and the doll without showing my face at all because several YouTubers do that. They don't want to show their faces. But because I did used to act a lot, I don't mind being on camera because to me it's a form of acting. Not acting because I'm, I'm being myself, but it's a form of entertainment or performance. And I also... I guess I just kind of want to show my facial expressions too with what I'm opening to right. show you. Do I like it? Do I not? And you're very emotive. I am exceedingly emotive. I've actually had several of my friends tell me I need to start a YouTube channel, <laughs> not for toys, but for like <laughs> cooking because <laughs> I can't cook. And they're like, you need to do like a YouTube channel like Christina cooks and show all your failures because people would find it hilarious which they probably would honestly because i would fail i used to burn soup so you know but i mean even if you did that eventually you would like learn how to cook yes this is true (laughs) and who wants that i don't want that when you cook so why would i want to do that (laughs) the thing that always surprises me is how naturally oriented toward strategy you are because when you launched your first video you picked a toy that would coincide with the release of a movie. And that is very strategic. And what was the result of video number one? It got mm, 36,000 views, I think, (laughs) which is crazy because no one is supposed to see your first several videos ever. And that's just, that's totally random. It doesn't happen very often, even on my channel, just so you know, (laughs) um, Yeah, but it was really strange and I got several subscribers, which was awesome and strange. But yeah, it was a a My Little Pony review because no one, as I could tell, had done a My Little Pony review. And I really liked Generation 5 and I thought the Netflix movie was fun and adorable. (laughs) It was fun and adorable. I even liked it. Yeah. And it had good songs. (laughs) And I really liked the artwork and I really liked the voice acting and I thought the toys were really fun and no one hadn't reviewed them yet. So that's what I did. One of the memories that I have of that time too is that you wrote a lot. Like in the beginning, you you really scripted a lot of what you were going to say. (laughs) Was that just part of the process that you thought you had to do before finding kind of the you're a queen of improv now because you can basically improv through an entire video I do improv though uh, I do realize sometimes I don't mention like a type of fabric or a detail like oh I should have done that or if I watch um, a few other youtubers videos on maybe the same toy or doll and Our dog is barking at the orange cord. He doesn't like it. <laughs> um, and they mention like more in detail, like, oh, I should have done that. So I think that's the only thing with improving is that I'll sometimes miss details or whereas like when I first started, since I did have it scripted, okay, do this, do this, do this. It probably was more detailed. I don't know. I don't watch my earlier videos. So no, no one <laughs> listens or watches any of the first stuff they do, which by the way, I was way thinner in my earlier ones because I was still sick then just so you know. So if you see me fatter now, it's because I'm not sick, but I should lose weight. Just FYI. This episode of getting work to work brought to you by food. Food. We love food. In we this do. Household. We need to work on it. <laughs> Cosmo loves food too. Like yes, all of us loves food. We're, we're, we've got problems. <laughs> so with improv, okay. Okay. 
you're also not only filming, you're also editing as well and yes. learning how to do all the technical stuff. Yes. Does that come naturally to you? No. Because <laughs> you know, it, no. it actually surprised me when you said you wanted to learn. Yeah, actually, it surprised several of my friends, too. They assumed you were editing the video for me. And every once in a while, I think, oh, it'd be easier if Chris would just edit it for me. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to learn because I wanted to do it all. Um, and we didn't have a dog then, so it was a lot easier <laughs> for yeah. you to teach me to edit versus you trying to teach me other things because we have a demanding pug. Yes, he's very demanding. <laughs> so demanding. <laughs> what were some of the challenges of... Not just learning the technical pieces, but being able to see yourself as someone who could edit technical piece, edit the <laughs> edit the video and shoot it and be more technically minded. I think there's a part of me that can be technically minded, honestly, especially because there were kind of technical aspects at my last uh, job that I had for a while. And, um, I can be technical minded if I have to be, I mean, yeah. I don't want to be <laughs> honestly, but if I have to be, I can like, um, okay. These are two examples that are like way old school, but I don't care. Like I put together the VCR for my dad, which is like, he's not technically minded at all. And he was getting frustrated. So I'm like, all right, I'm just going to figure it out for you. I don't think he'll ever listen to this, so. <laughs> but I put it together for him. Whoops. Hello. Well, if we leave the swearing in from earlier, he definitely will <laughs> stop listening by now. And then uh, when my roommate and I uh, moved into a new apartment, we got a, a DVD as part of the... <laughs> um, in, what's the word when they try to get you to... Like an incentive? Thank you. Incentive. I was like thinking excitement, but I knew Perks. that wasn't it. Perks, incentive to move into. And so I put it together because she didn't know how. I'm like, all right, I'll figure this out. So I think if I have to, like, I'll like buckle down, read the instructions because I need to read the instructions mm -hmm. and do it. <laughs> so I think I have it in me. I just don't think about it. And sometimes I think, oh, other people are technically minded. And sometimes it's just easier to let the other people do the technically minded stuff instead of learning it. I also have, as you know, a very big problem with perfection. <laughs> <laughs> and if I can't get something right away, it really bothers me. <laughs> and I think, oh, I'll never get it. Right. And editing is one of those <laughs> skills that only really improves the more you do it. Yeah, I, um, I did have instructions. Like I wrote it down, which you helped me do. And, and now I don't even know where those instructions are because I don't know where they went. And you don't need them. <laughs> and I don't, don't need them. And there's been a few times where I think I did something wrong or I messed up something, but I was able to figure it out without uh, calling out for your help. <laughs> <laughs> One of the struggles with anything public facing like a YouTube channel mm -hmm. or a podcast is imposter syndrome mm -hmm. feeling like who, who am I to do this? You know, like they're going to find out, I don't know what I do. I'm doing. And do you ever struggle with imposter syndrome no. or do you just not care? <laughs> I not with, um, I think with other things that I, I want to do, um, eventually I will, but with the toy review, no, because I'm having fun. Yeah. And, um, if people watch me, great. And, uh, I don't know, I'm having fun and I'm trying to describe the toy as best as I can. And I might not do that as accurately. Cause like I said, I'll forget some details here and there, but, um, no, I have no imposter syndrome with that. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's refreshing because, it, it speaks to when you're playing, when you're having fun, 
even if you're a seasoned professional, you know, that can alleviate some of those fears of imposter syndrome. Thinking about what you said, I think um, if I know I'm good at something, and I'm not saying I'm good at toy reviews, like there's definitely more professional people who have amazing edits and I just kind of do the review (laughs) and maybe they have a more professional sounding voice. But if I feel like I'm, I like doing it, so I'm having fun. But if I'm good at something, I don't actually think I get imposter syndrome. Like I was good at singing. I was good at acting. I never felt imposter syndrome. Sorry. That's awesome. No, that's great. <laughs> Cause well, and especially for other women to hear that, I think that's awesome because I think women struggle with imposter syndrome a lot. So to have you say that, no, I feel good about it. I don't need to feel it. Yeah. And then when I went to back to school, uh, yeah, no imposter syndrome there either. Cause I'm good at school and I know I am. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> so with competition, you know, watching other people's videos, mm-hmm. do you feel a sense of competition even though oh, no. you know you're good? No, no, I don't feel competition. I like what other people bring to their videos. And like, I've chatted with several other YouTubers and, uh, Yeah, I like them. They're great. (laughs) Well, and I think, too, it speaks to the Pips Donuts philosophy of community, not competition. Yeah, I feel it's more of a community. Um, There definitely can be drama. in (laughs) Drama with dolls? What? (laughs) Yeah, there can be drama in in, in What kind of drama would it be, just for the listener's sake? (sighs) Okay. (laughs) No need to name names, of course. No, not naming names. Just um, I think there could be, and these are much bigger doll YouTubers than I, uh, there is some competition with a few and just from behind the scenes, if you like try to dig in, like what's going on, where are they hating each other? (laughs) Yeah. It it just seems like sometimes one might get mad that they get PR and another doesn't get PR and just that kind of, it has a lot to do with PR, honestly, doll drama with PR. (laughs) So maybe it's good (laughs) if I never get big and then don't get PR and then no one will not like me. I don't know. Get the haters. <laughs> yeah, I won't get haters because I'll, I'll never have PR, so it's okay. <laughs> so how have you grown community? You mentioned, you know, having conversations with other doll YouTubers. Mm-hmm. But what are some other ways that you've been able to build a community? Since I watch other doll YouTubers videos when I have the time to, like I'll comment on theirs, they'll comment on mine. I guess just commenting on each other and then like chatting and Instagram messaging like what is it called messaging and yeah I think those are the ways so far eventually I'd like to do some collabs with some doll youtubers so that would be great if we could do that what does that look like I don't know that's why I said eventually (laughs) I don't know what it's gonna look like (laughs) I appreciate that though because sometimes we get dreams but we don't know what they mean yet yeah I don't know what they mean until you go down the road a little bit more. So you mentioned, you know, creative mornings and you get this idea that you could be this Mm -hmm. creative person. Now, fast forward several years and, you know, a couple years now of doing your YouTube channel Mm -hmm. and also trying other creative pursuits. How has that changed how you see yourself? I think it's changing myself because I realize I'm more creative than I thought I was. Like I was super creative as a kid, really, really, really creative as a kid. 
and um, somewhat creative as a high schooler. And then after that, it was like, all right, creative gone. <laughs> you need to buckle down, focus in on college, get a real job, a good job, one that, you know, you can grow in, which apparently was an office job, which like really right. <laughs> um, just so the listeners know, which again, hopefully my parents don't hear because they'll probably have a way different view on this. But um, I wanted to drop out of college which I was paying for, by the way. And they told me the only way I could drop on college was if I got a good job, which was apparently an office job that I could grow in. Mm. And they're like, oh, I'm so glad you got that, which um, I was a receptionist. Yeah, you can't grow unless you're suddenly become a secretary, which I basically was as well, a receptionist and secretary. Like, no, I don't know what, that was weird. Anywho, <laughs> Cosmo. But I think that speaks to what a lot of people hear from parents is anything creative or anything arts based or anything not of the norm, quote unquote, is immediately suspect. Yeah. Like, um, I've told you this before, but like in high school, I thought about, uh, trying out for mad TV. <laughs> I know. I love that. <laughs> Cause that show was really funny. Probably didn't age well, honestly, <laughs> but at the time in their late nineties, it seemed funny. <laughs> Most comedy has, has it aged well? Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. <laughs> and then I guess I thought I can't do that. That's not a real job I need to do. Oh, also I realized too, there's also um, a good friend of mine, her sister and brother-in-law tried in granted it was Hollywood movies, not not mad TV, but they tried for different parts in Hollywood and it was a really not good experience for them. So I think that also made me think, Oh, I don't think I want to do this. Mm. So I just like, yeah, I need to just get a real job, be an adult. (laughs) Which is again, I think we all have had those moments in our lives where we think that, yeah. And it, we hope that it stays dormant underneath the surface like it did for you so that one day you can, hear an amazing cartoonist talk about pirate ships yeah <laughs> and, and it's it and it sparks something. sparks something yeah yeah because when i got the real job i've just been doing office work for the most part apart from a few times working at daycare while i was at uh school mm-hmm. office work is boring y'all <laughs> really oh. is. And if you're in your office job right now listening to this, sorry. Hi, Hi, we see you. Sorry. I did like it. Some of it. It it had it had its moments. It had its moments. So it's one thing to see yourself in a new light. Wink, (laughs) wink, nudge, nudge, say no more. But it's also another thing to be able to dream differently. Yeah. So how have you started to see your creative future differently now? than even two years ago when you started the YouTube channel? I think realizing that I can do more, I want to do more. I think maybe this is where imposter syndrome actually will come in because I don't know if I can do it. Like, like I want to maybe draw some, like I make a character for my YouTube channel, um, which I, I've drawn. I have an idea for her actually, like a kind of mascot as it were. Oh, fun. Yeah, make that maybe as stickers, sell it. Um, I think it's just like, like, I don't think I'm very good at drawing. So that, that's how imposter syndrome actually can come in. Cause it's not like, I'm, I'm okay at drawing. I know you think I'm probably good at drawing, but I do. 
<laughs> that's because when I make the birthday cards for you or for my nieces, I work really hard at it. And like, I think for the drawing I want to do, I want to do it. So it's not necessarily so perfect. And so like hard, <laughs> I want to make it like fun. I want to be like, get better at it, but I want it to be an enjoyable experience for me, which maybe that's asking too much. Maybe art is supposed to be pain. I don't know. Is art supposed to be pain? Well, it's, it is hard work. And it reminds me of a meme that I saw yesterday, actually, of this artist that I follow. I think his name's Travis Knight. Um, Wait, Travis Knight, the one who does Leica? Not the director. A different Travis Knight. Okay. (laughs) Apparently I'm, I'm all about people with famous names that aren't famous, but (laughs) he, he posted this this meme of like every type of artist in the world saying drawing is hard AF. (laughs) And then by the time it gets down to after like 10 people, like an artist, a dead artist, a famous artist, (laughs) it gets to a person who was rejected for asking you to draw something for free. But drawing is easy. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. The people who like want your services for free. <laughs> exactly. No, <laughs> it takes time. It does. And like, I'm not meaning that it'll be easy. Just, I think I, I well, as you know, cause I had you open your birthday card early. Cause I'm like, this is a bad card. Just open it now. So that, you but know, how could it be bo- bad? It was Mike Portnoy. It was perfect. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think that's when I, maybe not imposter syndrome, but just second guess myself because I put a, so much dedication and so much effort into birthday cards when I make them that I just really want them to be, I want the receiver receiving mm-hmm. re- the receiver received of the, <laughs> the cards to like, just really be just ha- really happy and just like, Oh wow. Thank you with them. So, which is probably putting too much pressure on myself. Like I gotta have this amazing reaction. But I mean, we all feel that way when we do something creative and we put out in the world, we want to have that amazing reaction. Like your first video gets 36,000 views and you immediately want the next one to perform as well, if not not. better. It did not. It did not. And it took, (laughs) I don't know how many for you to get to 400,000 with the Encanto doll set. And you know, that to me was an example of that's the journey. You know, you have these really high peaks and then the next video would be like two. Yeah. I have not had 36,000 or 400,000 since those two videos. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> that, that was a fluke, man. <laughs> but you keep going, which is awesome no, because I keep going. that's what you have to do. You have to keep going. Yeah. And I want to do it and it's, it's definitely hard work and I have to get up early, which I don't like, <laughs> but cause our dog doesn't appreciate if, um, one of us is with him, but not both of us, if he knows that we're both up. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> he's doing remarkably well right yeah, now. Yeah, he is. It's actually shocking. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that's the key. We both just need to be at the table talking to each other, <laughs> not on, on the couch, talking to each no. other. We have to be on mics talking to each other. And that's the only way we can have relationship now. <laughs> exactly. What was the origin of Christina land? The origin of Christina land is that this is my land. (laughs) Well, I was thinking Christina's brain, but that didn't like, (laughs) I don't know. It didn't seem quite as toy. (laughs) Like it sounded more scientific because kind of like this is in my brain, fun stuff. (laughs) So I thought, okay, but I didn't want to do Christina's world. Like Bobby's world with Howie Mandel. 
I've never seen that, but no, <laughs> uh, because there's a really awesome YouTuber called Melissa and her YouTube channel is my world. So I didn't want to copy from that and do Christina's world. So I'm like, all right, well, this is my land of funness, which is definitely a word, man. Funness. OK, it's not a word, but it's a word for <laughs> tens and purposes. So I thought Christina land. It's my land. <laughs> well, and what I love about that, apart from the fact that you love Disneyland and I do. it ties in with that, but it also speaks to the fact that you have so many interests, you have so many different creative desires and it creates a nice foundation for it. Which I realized that's also why I wanted to do Christina land in case I didn't just want to stick with toys, which every so often I don't want to, or I want to do a video essay or talk about movies like there's a movie I'm planning to talk about once it streams to a channel and maybe no one will watch the video because that's nothing to do with toys, but I don't care because I like that movie. So there, <laughs> even if it did very poorly at the box office, Ooh, what's the movie you'll find out. Oh, <laughs> oh. I feel dejected. Oh, poor honey. <laughs> will you tell me off mic? Maybe. <laughs> 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 or maybe I want to make you suffer. <laughs> As you have found your creative outlet and you're continuing to learn, how has it changed seeing the creative life? Because you've seen it from watching me all these years. Yeah. <laughs> how do you see it differently now, if at all? I'm assuming you see it differently because now you maybe understand some of the things that I've went through. I see that it can be hard to be creative, <laughs> that you can't just like make it creative. You can't just be creative. Like I'm, I'm trying to do drawings right now and sometimes I just don't have them. Um, I know that there are times I thought just especially when you were doing logos early, much early on, like just figure out a logo, man. Like you, you just can't do that. I don't know what I was thinking. And I, I, I've drawn all my life, so I don't know why I was thinking that in my head. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, it's, I, I asked that question because there's inevitably a couple or, you know, some partners who maybe one's creative, one's not, or even they're both creative and, and they're trying to figure out life because with both of us creative now, we also have to figure out, our rhythms in yeah. the house so that, you know, you can be creative and film and then, you know, be with a dog and mm -hmm. I can be with a dog while you do that. Yeah. And it just creates some next level communication yeah. abilities. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you bringing up the fact that like we're both creative mm -hmm. is makes me remember that like I used to think for years you were the creative one and I was the one who works in an office <laughs> mm -hmm. and I don't want that I want us to both be cre oh there he goes I want us to both be creative even though um <laughs> you know maybe not as much stability <laughs> not having an office job <laughs> um but you know there's no really stability in an office job either because you could get let go the office could shut down things could happen man and I think too as I'm getting older and I've been in you know I've been in several car accidents I had I got really sick a few years ago like it just like reiterates I really want to do my own thing figuring out though what this what that is even though um okay I'm not middle-aged because 
in my opinion, I'm going to live till 100. So therefore, I'm not middle aged yet. Just FYI, because like my grandma is 95. She's she's doing it. She's almost 96. So wait, is she 96? She's like 98, isn't she? She was going to be 97. Okay. We're, we're both wrong. <laughs> okay, let me think. She was born in 1926, so what's Math that? is hard in this household, people. Okay, let, let us know. 1926, what does that equal for 2024? That would be 97. Oh, she's going to be 98. No, 98. Holy crap, my grandma's old. Wow. Anywho, the point is, I am not considering myself middle-aged until like 48. So, as a older young adult <laughs> <laughs> who've gone through car accidents um, and really, really difficult sickness, uh, health wise. And yeah, it's had lots of health problems up and down through the years. Like just realizing as the years are getting shorter, as it were, like I have less life than maybe, even though I'm, I'm saying that I'm not middle aged, but perhaps I have less life than I used to. I really want to do what I want to do and focus on my creative outlet and figure it out. And I don't know, just do something, I guess that's why I say that I've been curious, endlessly curious about myself because I feel I have more to offer, um, which is why eventually I want to do more than just the Christina Land YouTube channel, but more to offer than just being in an office, being a minion. <laughs> if you could go back in time and give yourself some advice, what advice would you give you? You know, I unfortunately am a very stubborn person. If I went back to my younger self and gave her advice, she would not listen. As you know, I'm very stubborn. <laughs> Even though you love time travel? <laughs> I I would not believe me. Yeah, I would say this is a Star Trek thing going on. Like you could be a bad time travel person. Like, I don't know. You could also destroy <laughs> the fabric. Like, you know, the butterfly effect, man. Don't tell me what the future holds, you know, be like Doc Brown. I can't know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I wouldn't actually be able to give my self-advice because I wouldn't listen to it. Okay, but knowing that you wouldn't listen, what advice would you try to give anyway? Open your mind, open your viewpoint, and realize that you don't have to be so black and white in your thinking, that there are many, many, many different paths just because you've always done an office job, just because you're really good at psychology, doesn't mean those are the only things open to you. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you. Because we all need to hear that. I didn't even think about it. It came. Well, and, and I love Magic. the message of opening your mind because I think the older we get, we sometimes close our mind off to things. Yeah. Or, you know, the whole adage, you can't teach an old dog new tricks kind of thing. But like, Which I don't agree with. I feel like my mind is more open now than it ever was when I was from 20 to 30s. <laughs> <laughs> How do you keep your mind open? Reading, <laughs> talking with other people. Um, I think honestly for me, like following diverse people on Instagram really helps and hearing their stories and, you know, having a completely different point of view really helps. So yeah, that's what I'd say. Is there a book, podcast, or resource that's blowing your mind oh, right now? Oh, shoot. That was the last question you had that I had an answer for. Whoops, I'm banging on the table. But like you had, I know that's last question. I'm like, okay, I'm going to have an answer for him, but I have time to think about it. Darn it. Can you I repeat that? 
Is there a book, <laughs> podcast, or resource that's blowing your mind right now, or one that's helping you to open your mind further? Okay, for podcasts, I would say um, I've been enjoying both your Getting Work to Work podcast because I'm a horrible wife and had never listened to it before like three months ago. <laughs> that's not that doesn't make you a horrible wife. There's just a lot of episodes. <laughs> there are, and I also enjoying your Beyond Your Imagination season two that you've been doing with your friend Ryan that's been really fun to listen to as well another podcast that I definitely have been listening to is pod meets world which is from three of the four main cast of boy meets world Danielle Fischel Will Friedle Ryder Strong and uh, they talk they go through each episode of boy meets world <laughs> talk behind the scenes it's just great because I loved the show Boy Meets World, like loved it, loved it, <laughs> still love it, um, even if, yeah, which as the, the three uh, actors say, like, yeah, there are problems with it, definitely, but that I've just, it's not necessarily been blowing my mind, but like it's a joy to listen to, <laughs> so I like that. Books that have I've really been into lately are fantasy books by black authors, which is just great, especially because um, in the fantasy realm, there haven't been a lot of black characters like it's always been white characters. So it's just really great that there's now a lot of fantasy books with black uh, characters by black authors. And the ones I've really been into are um, this first one. It's part of a trilogy, which it was only going to be two books, but now it's going to be a trilogy. The third one comes out sometime in 2024. The Gilded Ones is the first book by Namina Forna. I'm probably saying that name wrong. I apologize. But, oh, what did he say? Amari and the Knight Brothers by B.B. Alston. And Nick Blake and the Remarkables by Angie Thomas, who she's the one who wrote The Hate You Give, which probably more people have heard of her than the others. Um, but these are great. They're just, they're so great. If, um, they're like YA, but I love YA books. Um, I think people should read all forms of fiction and nonfiction, yeah. including YA books. Yeah. YA are like, I, I, they have so much to say. And especially if you like fantasy books, they're mm -hmm. so good. Like so good. Read them. Don't ban them. Yeah, read them, don't ban them. Seriously. Oh, another book, speaking of read them, don't ban them, a great YA series by Kelly Yang, who has had her books banned, which is stupid, are the Front Desk series. And people have banned them because uh, people are dumb because they say it hurts white people. It does not hurt white people. It is about this author's experience. Like... A lot of what she wrote is based on her experience. It's a fictional YA series, or even might be middle grade series, actually, but it's based on her experience. You can't say, like, how dare you say this when it's her experience. They're a great series, and they will open up, I, I mean, hopefully, like, if white kids read them, to realize that, wow, my experience is not the same as, like, maybe Asian kids' experiences, which is good. Right. <laughs> open your mind and like open your viewpoint and see that not that your experience is not the same as everyone else's. So that's another really good series. It's not fantasy. It's um, I think it's it's middle grade. I don't think it's YA. I think it's middle grade. Um, but it's set in like real time. It those are it's really good series and it will hopefully help your viewpoint and open up your mind to understanding someone else's experiences. 
I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Christina. It was a blast to have a conversation with her on the mic. A lot different than having a normal conversation at dinner time. It was pretty cool and special. As she mentioned in our conversation, she got a lot out of the program that I created called Unlock Your Creative Journey. And if you have an idea but need a guide and some weekly accountability to get it out of your head and into the world, I've included a link to the Unlock Your Creative Journey workshop on my website for more information. And you can find it at the show notes page, gwtw.co slash 748. Until next time, may creativity and curiosity fuel your life.